Good morning. Today is January 18th, 2019, and the time is 1041. And I am today, I'm beginning my first podcast, which is called Sober Eyes. And my name is Gilmar. And the reason I'm doing this podcast is because I want to remember and keep a journal about my experience being sober. I look at the world more me I, I look at the world as being more meaningful when I'm sober and more clouded when I'm drunk or high. I see it very differently. But I've been once I was sober for five years and today I'm sober fifty two days. And my issue is mostly alcohol, but I I've done pretty much all drugs, but my problem is alcohol. And in doing this podcast, I want to just be reminded of that every day so I can live soberly for myself and for others so I can help others as well and so others can help me. But um, I'm doing this just to connect people. I think it's harder to find where people that are born to live sober. You know, the world's full of every the world everywhere you turn. There's always alcohol or there's drugs. But a sober community, it's um, it's not as it's not as glamorized as everything else. It's not cool to be sober these days. <clears throat> but I want to... I don't want to change that. I just wanted to... Bring us all together. So my last drink I had was on November 25th, 2018. And prior to that... It was... October 21st, 2018. I quit 30, about 33 days, and I made it through Thanksgiving. I made it through the weekend without drinking. And that Sunday, on November 25th, 2018, a friend of mine called me and asked me if I wanted to come over and hang out with, with her friend. And... I went. So I went over there and they were drinking and they knew I wasn't drinking so they didn't really just pressure me or anything or ask me if I wanted a drink. So I was just hanging out and I was watching them drink and they were drinking Kettle One Botanical. And that's a random question I asked them. I asked them, um, so how does that... So how does that drink, how does that taste? It's okay mixed. It's not really that good straight, you know. Just different. And it was down the bottle. They had a big bottle. They had a liter. And it was down to the, literally the last shot. There was one shot left in there. And I was, I was telling my friend, I said, I'm thinking about taking that last one. She just looked at me and smiled. And she was like, she nudged over. I looked at the bottom, like saying, "Go ahead." 
And I did. I took that last shot. I filled up my glass. I took the last shot. And not thinking of, not thinking, just thinking of the shot. And I took it. And then about a couple minutes later, I asked my, I asked them if they had any more. She said, no, we need to go back to the store. So we went back to the store. We bought another bottle, another liter. And we finished that off. And then we went back to the store and bought another bottle. And I think we got halfway into that one. And I was just, I was done. I was so drunk. I was drunk. And one thing led to another. Time flew by and it was now 3.30 and I needed to be at work tomorrow. So towards the end of the night, I decided to drive home. And I drove home. And I stopped at, on the road, I stopped right in the busy highway. Which was quiet at that time because it was 3.30 in the morning. And I pulled over into an empty parking lot. And I left the car running. I left the lights on because I wasn't planning on staying long. Plus, it was also, it was pretty cold outside. And I wanted to keep warm. And I closed my eyes. I rest my head. And um, I stayed there for a couple of minutes. Because I know I'm about to go through the lines then. So I have to be prepare myself before I go. Because I was just drunk. And then I open my eyes. And I'm getting ready to go. And I look towards my right. And I. I see the cops parked right next to me. Hmm. And the guy's out of his car. And I'm just like oh man. So I put it in reverse. And I'm going to drive off. So he gets out of his car. And he kind of slashed out at me. So I stop. And I roll my window down. And he looks at me. And he goes like, what are you doing here? And I tell him, I'm just counting my money. I'm going to go to Wawa to get something to eat. And he looks at Wawa. Then he looks at me. And he says, that Wawa's closed. So what are you doing here? I said, I'm uh, just trying to see how much money I spent tonight. I'm really hungry. I'm just trying to find something to eat. And he looks at me. And he has a puzzling face on his, on his face. And he asked me the question again. I'm telling him the same thing. I'm just trying to get something to eat. I'm hungry. I just want to see how much money I had left. And then he asked me again. The same question. I told her the same response. And I'm thinking, this is where I get my DUI. But I'm not scared because I'm drunk. I'm like, whatever. It doesn't mean anything. And then... He looks at me one last time. And he just tells me, just get the fuck out of here. And he knew I was 
was drunk. So I left. I left. And I get home. And I lay down. That's about four or something, maybe five. And um, I go to sleep. And I wake up the next morning at 8.30. Happen to be at work at 7.30. And I just lie there. And I think to myself, what am I doing with my life? I felt broken. I've been trying to be sober for the last three years. I've been battling alcohol. I was, um, before that, I was sober for five years. By the past three years, I've been battling. It's been a, it's been a battle. And this last time that I came back, I felt different. For three reasons that I think that I, I feel different. One is the reason I was drinking. I noticed when I was lying in that bed, I asked myself, why did I drink? I asked myself that question. And the question, the answer was clear to me that at that moment. It was just that I drank because I felt that they wanted to see me drunk. I've drank because I didn't feel comfortable also being sober because I didn't think they ever see me sober. And I felt that they wanted me to see the drunk me, not the sober me. I'm not the same person when I'm drunk and sober. So that's another reason why I drank. I also almost got that DUI, which kind of kind of scared me too. I don't want to pay $10,000 in fines. I don't want to have that. My license is suspended for six months. That would have definitely messed up my life for a little bit. I probably would have lost my job. And I would have been $10,000 in the hole. And third, I woke up late to my job. And I get to work. I drive to work. And I drive totally the opposite way where I need to go. And then doing that, I made it to work at and maybe it was at like 11 o'clock. And I was supposed to be like at 7.30. But I just felt such a disappointment in myself. I felt that I wasn't comfortable being me sober. I was just more comfortable just being somebody else, dealing with problems and issues that, you know, that a, a person that has liquid courage in them made a lot of decisions, liquid courage. I mean, I 
I've been in a lot of relationships where you started off with alcohol and they never end they never lasted long just because I'm wasn't that same person sober. But I never been comfortable with my own thing, my own skin now that I think about it most of my life. I pretty much just started drinking when I was thirteen. And I never let that let that be able to flourish in me. I just drowned it and killed that before it even got a chance to grow. So alcohol has always been what I know or who people know of me. So we're doing this podcast. What I hope to achieve is so I keep reminding myself who I become when I'm drunk. And it's not me. That's not me. So in doing this and sharing my story and sharing my problems, I hope to achieve, hope that I'm able to keep myself sober. But in doing that, also help other people who are wanting to be sober, who have questions, who have issues, who have problems. So we can help on each other, we can lean on one another and then just help us build each other up and stay sober in a community. In a community that's not really geared for sobriety. Everywhere you go there's alcohol. In the sporting events. Concerts. When you go out and have dinner, and now they're at the movie theaters. Everywhere you go, alcohol is associated in drugs now. Marijuana is becoming more common. People that walk with a sober mind stay here in the moment. Are not as freaking as They're not as, they don't come as often as they used to. I know there's people there, but people don't broadcast that. You don't see that. You have to dig for it. You have to talk to people, and then you find out that they're sober, that they're working a good program, or that they have a good, a good group that they stick together. You don't hear that much. So I created this podcast. I hope to make our world a little smaller. Make us closer together. And build a tight-knit community so that we can keep one another sober. And we can help each other. That's why I want to do this podcast. And I just feel so different. I was the first time around when I was sober for five years. I didn't feel this way. And not that I felt like drinking, but I didn't feel that I was growing or that I was changing or anything. I wasn't striving for anything. But my first time around, I had a lot of, 
out of quantity at five years. But these 52 days, it's quality. These 52 days outweighs that. They're more dense than those five years. I feel the change. I feel the morph in me. And I just feel me keep getting better. And not only that, but I feel the people around me noticing it as well. Like the love is reciprocated. I feel love. I'm giving it. I'm receiving it. And I'm more humble. I'm more appreciative of the time, of the moments that I have. Of staying here. I'm not wondering about the past or thinking about the future. Where am I going to be? I hand everything over to God. And I thank God for um, giving me the willpower to do the things that I need to do. To keep aligning myself with Him. Because sometimes I, I, I tend to forget that. I tend to forget a lot of things. And in keeping this podcast, I, I wanted to remind me of what I always forget. Or what I always... I, but I always, you know, um, that's pretty much that. Just what I always forget. Because it's easy for me to forget. It's easy for me, after a while, being sober, to forget the pain that I've made. The pain that I caused others, but the pain that I caused myself. It's easy, easy for me to forget the pain, the the side effects of drinking, of, the, of being hungover, of the side effects of how I beat myself up, how I look at myself in the mirror. I treat others. It's it's easy to forget that. It's so easy to forget how many times you you just went against what you normally would do, your morals, your standards, and you let them slip and fall it's because of you're drunk and you're just like it, it is what it is. But you just wear such a different pair of eyes when you're drunk. But when I my sober eyes, it's clear. Everything's clearer. It's not better, you know, it's not like there's always gonna be adversities. But it's it's it is it is better. But there will always be adversities. There's always something to battle, there's always something that you have. But being sober helps me deal with that. It helps me build the character, it helps me see a better option than if I was drunk. A better way to respond, a better way to deal with what I'm being, what I have to deal with, what's being thrown at me. So that's why I'm also creating this podcast, Sober Eyes. And I want to keep it. I actually do want to keep it. I want to be sober. If I could be sober, I want to be sober today. I want to be sober tomorrow. You know, I don't want to go back to scary world, man. The scary world being drunk. And um, you have to live it day by day. When I was five years sober, I thought to myself, I would never, ever, ever pick up a drink again. And going out for five years and having to come back to sobriety. I'm just thinking to myself, I have to remain humble in the day because um, I don't know, tomorrow's not promised. You know, since I'm waiting, waiting for tomorrow, you know, you might not be here tomorrow. So I have to just stay in this day and I have to remember, I have to keep working this thing day by day, 
I don't have to look at 10, 20 years on the line. What's going to happen when I'm sober 20, 20 years out on the line? How to do today? Stay today. And then once I'm almost done with today, I got to worry about tomorrow. Stay in tomorrow. But I can't. I can't fast forward to the future that's not even here. Or to a future that I know is going to be mine. I might not be here. God might take me home early. So I have to stay in the day. Tomorrow's not guaranteed. That's also why I want to do this podcast. As well as I had to remember with this, I have to have patience with myself. A lifetime of drinking is not going to fix itself right away. I've only been here 52 days, but I feel the growth. I feel the change already. I feel everything in me working. And I know it's going to be day by day. Everything will be start getting better with myself, with my emotions, with how I'm able to talk to people, with how I'm able to talk to myself. I have to be patient with myself. I can't expect this to get this on the first time. Not every time that you step up to the plate and you swing, it's the first pitch. It's not going to be a home run. I have to remember that. I do. And I have to remember that I'm sober. I can't take it for granted. I have to remain humble. Just because it could always, it could easily go away. And who knows if I ever get it back. Sobriety, if you have battle in it, if you had an addiction to it, it's, um, it's tough. You could be sober and you go out and drink and say, I'm going to have a beer. And then you'd be out for five years, six years, three years. I've been out. I've, I said I just to drink one night and I was out three years. And it's good. That alcohol takes over. So easy just to do. It is so easy. But in doing this, I want to make my percentages to stay sober go up higher. And I also want to help others. You know? I love helping people. And sobriety would be a be an awesome way to help people. Hmm. Be so beneficial for others, for myself. Just to help each other stay sober, you know. And just to, you know, just to remain humble. To treat everybody fairly. But just to treat yourself good, you know. You got to treat yourself good first. If you don't treat yourself good, you can't, can't treat anybody else good. If you shit back, if you treat yourself like like you're garbage, how do you expect to treat other people, you know? Take care of your heart. Take care of you. Then you can take care of others. But you got to love yourself. You got to have patience with yourself. You got to be real to yourself. I think that's one thing about us people is I think before we deceive others we deceive ourselves first. We tell ourselves we're good when we're not. 
you got this, you got this, you got this. But you know you don't and you need some help. And I think that's my problem too. I feel like I got this, I could do this for myself. And boy, was I lying to myself those five years. How much was I lying to myself? I need others. This is a social, this is a, we're a social animal. You can't do it by yourself. The road to the top is not paved by itself. You need a hand. You need somebody to grab you. You need somebody to help you up. You can't, you can't pick yourself up all the time. You got God. But you still need us humans. You need another person to help you. At least I do. You know what I mean? So in doing this, I hope to achieve that. I hope to help others. And in doing so, I help myself. And you know, this is gonna be the first of many podcasts. But I am optimistic. And I am humble. So, if one person listens to this and said it helped them out, then I'll be satisfied. Because that one person, who knows how many people he knows and how many people he can help. And I'll be humble that somebody was heard what I needed to say. And I'll be humble with knowing that I helped somebody. And in that, that person will help me. And I thank you. If you decide to listen to this, thank you for lending me your ears. And I thank the people that helped me out. Because if I haven't talked to people, sober people who's been doing it, stay sober, how they did it, the advice they gave me, I wouldn't have made it without changing. I could be sober. But I could be better just thinking about the alcohol, how I can do it and everybody else can. But I'm here and I'm not thinking about the alcohol and wanting to do it. It doesn't bother me today. It's just there. But it doesn't bother me. It's like in a beautiful mind at the last scene when Russell Crowe was walking up. And he says, do you still see him? I do still see him. I do still see him. But they don't bother me. They don't. But I feel like they're always there in my peripherals. But what people have shown me, the love, and what they did helped me out. And in doing that, I hope to help somebody else out. Thank you for listening. Again, my name is Gilmar. And the podcast, the podcast is called Sober Eyes. And if you have any questions or anything, please feel free to write a comment and send me. I answer them as best I can.
Alright, enjoy your day. Goodbye.